0: And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Well, hi, and welcome. This is the second audio in the three part series on holiday planning. This series contains tips on planning your time to homeschool, planning baking and meal prep, as well as planning your decorating. Well, this audio focuses on planning your baking and meal prep for the holidays. Just as a reminder, this series is sponsored by Media Angels, a full line of resources for homeschool families. Visit MediaAngels.com and the TheUltimateHomeschoolExpo.com for a complete audio series on the fall and Christmas celebration. The expo itself contains 28 audios, including so many stress busters for busy homeschool moms. Don't miss the additional audios on holiday preps. Visit the show page at Vintage Homeschool Moms and the link, Baking and Meal Prep, to see more great resources for the holiday. Well, let's begin. You know, I love baking, and I really have toyed with the idea of creating a food blog. I just find it so much fun and rewarding and enjoyable for the entire family and, of course, our guests. Whether I'm baking bread or a batch of cookies, the smells just seem to make the whole house, well, a home. Baking isn't brain science, nor is cooking. You know, I've met many people who either say they don't like to cook or they can't cook. Uh, when my newly married niece told me about this, I took her to one side and said, Hey, sweetie, you graduated from college with honors in psychology. If you can read and follow instructions, you can cook, so give it a try. And she did. She's a fabulous cook, but the question is, does she like to cook? No, not really, but she can and has found that it's a healthy alternative and cheaper way to feed a family than going out to eat or using pre-packaged foods. So with the holiday coming, you have some decisions to make. Are you going to bake and make things from scratch, which will be way more nutritional with some tweaks I'll share with you? Or are you going to use mixed or prepared foods to cut back on your holiday prep time? So my guess is if you're listening to this audio, that means you want to bake and get some of that holiday prep out of the way ahead of time. And that is where I'm here to help. I begin about two weeks ahead of time uh, planning for the holiday meal ahead of time before that, but really getting some of my baking and cooking out of the way. Uh, For special occasions, I've planned even earlier than that. And one of the reasons is, um, as you guys know, I podcast, so that's a, you know, full-time job almost. And so I have to set aside time where I can, you know, relax and do the things I enjoy, like baking, and, you know, get some of those things out of the way. So I already have my menu, which may be more extensive than most, And on average, I have between 15 and 35 people as guests for the holiday meals. Um, My dad and my in-laws are elderly at this point, so um, we've agreed that I would host all the meals moving forward. And that also includes adding, you know, extra in-laws, such as, you know, my sister and brother-in-law's um, on both sides of the family, as well as my daughter's mother-in-law, when she can join us. And she, she normally joins us at Christmas time. So, you know, I'm really happy to host people, and um, sometimes they bring things, and um, many times um, I make the bulk of the food, um, which doesn't mean that, you know, people aren't contributing in many different ways, and just do whatever works for your family. So one of the ways that I serve, you know, this amount of of guests that I have is I always serve buffet style. That way each guest can help themselves to the food they want without trying to pass dishes back and forth to the entire family. And in my next session when I talk about um, decorating and getting ready for the holidays, you know, on a shoestring budget, I'll talk more about how to set up, um, you know, your buffet table. I have a very large counter that I can use and it's um, it's a granite counter so it can hold hot foods as well but I set up my buffet that's you know really an easy way to do it and um, I start with appetizers and then I remove that and then we bring out the food so I have helpers that are geared up to do certain things and so that Um, Excuse me. That works out really well. So if people get here earlier in the day, they're helping me to do last-minute preparations with bringing out appetizers, and I'll talk about that in a bit. As well as I've got my cleanup crew, the people who are going to take out any uh, leftover appetizers. A lot of times, with vegetables and dip, we move that to the side when we bring out the salad. So if people want to add you know some of the leftover um, appetizers such as olives or pickles or cheese or whatever to their salad they can if there is leftovers not too often are there that many leftovers and then um, they clear off the counter so that we can bring out the next set of things so it works out really well so first i plan my holiday menu and my desserts and so that's what you're going to do and you can look for sales and deals online um, I know a lot of the local stores here even have apps. And I'm not a deal blogger, but I'm going to um, give you some links in the show notes uh, so that you can you know follow some of those that are and there might be some great places to get some of the you know the meats and things that you're looking for. So most holiday menus um, look pretty much the same. And what I do, is, you know, I'm always looking at shortcuts and ways to make things easier. So I have the simplest headings that are appetizers is one heading, vegetable, casserole, side dishes is another, and then meats is another, and then desserts. So under each heading, I list um, choices of uh, different things. Like I start with my dream list of all the things I'd like to make. And then I look at the things like I'm not going to make the handmade... Uh, little cheese appetizers that have to be baked because you know my ovens are going to be in use so you know I might scratch that out and try it another time make it and then freeze it and I actually did try these um, little cheese ball appetizers and I'm glad we made them ahead because um, they were really delicious but very very rich so I knew next time that I could make a batch of them and maybe not you know, bring out or thaw out as many because we had leftovers because they were pretty rich. So, you know, look at your, your list and then start cutting back. So for appetizers, you're going to ask yourself some questions like, are you going to have just cold appetizers or hot appetizers? If you're going to make something hot, um, where will you be baking it? If you, um, I know some people take their turkey out and then will pop in the appetizers And the, you know, turkey will sit for a while and then you can make your gravy and things like that. Um, You know, do you have a toaster oven or something that is not your main oven? I know one year I was out of oven space and I had a deep um, baker uh, kind of thing. I don't even, I guess it's like a roaster that you plug in. And I read that you could put um, pies in the roaster. And I ended up making my pumpkin pie in the roaster and it came out beautifully So that was something that I could use um, when I didn't have, um, you know, the additional ovens that I have now. You know, most people don't have three ovens. I know I'm spoiled and I do, um, but that is, you know, within the last 10 years that I finally got my my two wall ovens and my separate stove with an oven. So I do have a little bit more leeway to be able to do some things and I actually use one oven um, set at... 150 to 200 to keep things warm um, while we're finishing up, you know, heating up things before the main meal. So anyway, look at that and say, okay, you know, what am I going to make and what's going to make um, the the most sense for me? So I'm going to actually give you my menu list and then I'm going to tell you how I, um, you know, do it and prepare ahead of time. And this is from many many years of entertaining and what has been the hands down favorites and some things are new additions like within the last couple of years um, and then some are favorites that go way back and you will see that it isn't very elaborate and it it doesn't really have a lot of of mixes I don't use uh, very many mixes but I will suggest that you can if you want to. So someday when I have my cooking blog that I would like to have, then I can give you, you know, my little recipe mixes. Um, But for right now, I'll just, you know, give you what exactly I do. Okay, so the first is uh, cream cheese and um, pepper jelly. So it's super easy. You take the cream cheese. I put it on a plate ahead of time. I have really, uh, I use a lot of glass. So I have a glass dish that I use and I put the cream cheese on it and I just cover it um, with, with clear wrap and I put it in the fridge. So when it's time to serve it, I take it out, leave it on the counter at room temperature and then right before we're ready to start putting the appetizers out, I will heat up the pepper jelly just in the microwave. The cream cheese is at room temperature, and I just pour over the pepper jelly. Everybody loves it, and I serve it with veggies like um, celery and cucumber sticks as well as crackers or or chips, whatever you want to do. The second thing is just cold veggies um, to dip. Again, a ton of different vegetables like... I can even do zucchini and broccoli and cauliflower and you know the the tried and true the carrots and celery sticks and things like that Um, and then I either make a dip using sour cream and I have my own mix but the closest is um, the norm mix and I think it's spelled k-n-o-r-r I'm not positive but that has a lot of um, really good uh, mixes and dips and and I'll do a um, artichoke and spinach dip as well that is super yummy and then um also ranch you can use bottled ranch or make your own however you want to do that so as far as the veggies go everything is cut up and bagged in sandwich bags uh, the dip is made and in the containers where it will be served so I do as much as I can ahead of time I don't want to have you know I mean I, uh, my, I have a, a quite a, a large um, refrigerator space to be able to store things but I don't want to um, have to take out like for example the cream cheese and put it on the plate I want to have that all out of the way because I want to enjoy my guests when they get here so however you want to do that and then the same thing with an appetizer tray I I do cubes of cheese cubes of ham we do a baked ham so I have a lot of ham that's made the day ahead of time already chopped up olives black and green pickled beets, still pickles, cut up, ready to go, and um, everything is done ahead in little sandwich bags, ready to dump out. So even if I have three little sandwich bags of cubes of cheese, at least it's all cut and ready to go. The only thing I don't have out and ready to go are, you know, the the pickles and beets and things like that, because that's real easy to set up. So if someone comes ahead of time, that's normally their job to set up the appetizers. And I have all my, you know, dishes ready to go the night before and they're up on the counter, you know, ready for the appetizers. So that's a real, um, you know, real easy thing to do. And then I'll talk to you when I talk to you about decorating, how I have all the tables and everything set up, ready to go uh, the day ahead of time. So um, my other thing, okay, so the first was the cream cheese and pepper jelly. The second was, you know, veggies and dip. And the third is... um, you know, cubes of cheese and olives and stuff like that. And then the fourth is um, I do a Gouda cheese bake. So I take a round um, Gouda cheese and I, um, you can use one full roll of crescent rolls, which are eight or one of the little small mini containers, which would be four. And I wrap my Gouda cheese and I put it into a small Pyrex dish that goes from the oven to the table. So that's all ready to go. And normally with the bigger crowd, I have to get two of the round Gouda cheeses um, because they everybody loves that. So sometimes if I know people are coming and, and it's going to be staggered, I'll bake one of the cheeses ahead of time and then bake the second one a little bit later so I'm not putting everything out at the same time. And then I do dips such as salsa and guacamole, you know, served with crackers. Um, I have some gluten-free organic uh, chips that I really, really love. And I'm not necessarily a gluten-free person, but it's really good. And, you know, I feel like it's a little bit healthier. And then, you know, that stuff's all ready to go. I just pour it or I make guacamole that day. So things like that. Okay, so as you can see, there wasn't any huge um, amount of prep. I mean, one year I did scallops wrapped in bacon. Um, sometimes we do a cold, um, you know, boiled shrimp dip. So, um, I mean, a, a cold shrimp dip, that's not what I meant. Um, the boiled shrimp that's dipped in cocktail sauce. So we'll have those that are already prepared and ready to go. So again, it depends I keep the appetizers really basic and don't do a whole lot with that because um, there are so many different things that we're eating that day. So now on to vegetables, casserole, side dishes. So again, decide what you're having. For our menu, it's going to be salad. I clean and chop it the day before. It doesn't take long. Um, I have the greens washed and ready to go. I even will chop tomatoes and onions and whatever else. Uh, My daughter's mother-in-law does this and I absolutely love it. She has like a mini salad bar. So it's just the lettuce, just the onion, just the cheese, just the tomatoes. And then you can put in whatever you want. And so, you know, depending on my mood, I I might do that if I don't, if I can't get Nancy to bring the salad uh, because that's one of my favorite things that she does. Um, or I'll just make a toss salad, just a very plain, you know, tomatoes and lettuce, and uh, that will be prepared the day before. Um, the salad will not be um, – what's prepared are, is all the chopping but not the shredding of the lettuce because I find that every time – I shred lettuce the day before. Even if I do it by hand and not use a knife, it has a wilted look. So I just um, clean the lettuce and have it in a bag ready to go so it's, you know, just super easy to prep it. And then uh, steamed vegetables, I'll make that day. So I'll do a a broccoli, cauliflower, and green bean mix. I use um, organic frozen, and it's delicious, and I do them all together. Yes, you know, the green beans might be a little bit tougher than the broccoli, but you know, that's okay. Um, If you want to do whatever you're doing, steam separately, that's fine as well. And then I have, you know, the things that are the family favorites, like the green bean casserole, the sweet potato casserole, and mashed potatoes. So the green bean casserole, I mix the day before. I don't put any of the toppings on, and I just put that in the refrigerator. Sweet uh, potato casserole, I make up to two weeks ahead of time, even longer Um, I have done it many different ways. I've either frozen them in bags um, and poured it out or I freeze it in the casserole dish itself. I have broken casserole dishes before doing that. Just be real careful when you take it out of the freezer. Uh, so that's up to you in however many dishes you have, whether you can do that or not. And then, again, I don't use any of the toppings. Sweet potatoes, I um, boil, mash, and add whatever I'm going to add to the casserole, and then I bake it. I don't bake it ahead of time and then freeze it. Um, so after um, it's thawed, I will thaw it one to two days before in the, in the fridge, and um, one year we forgot to take the sweet um, potato casserole out. So I was able to put it in an oven at 200 degrees and it thawed out pretty quickly that way and then I was able to bake it. Mashed potatoes are hit and miss, okay? I'm not the best mashed potato maker so I don't even know why I'm talking about it. No, um, the key to mashed potatoes is get the right potatoes to boil because I've messed that up and my potatoes come out, um, you know, very starchy. So One of the things that I've done is I've boiled the potatoes ahead of time and um, until they're almost done, like five to ten minutes to go, and then I um, put it in a bowl, cover it with the water, and store it, and then the day of, I can either heat up some water and just finish cooking it, or I can even cook it in the microwave, again, depending on what my stove and um, microwave look like, and then go ahead and mash them, and then put them in the oven. That is where I keep everything warm. Um, You know, there's nothing worse than cold mashed potatoes, even if you're trying to camouflage it with the gravy. And then again, uh, gravy I have to do last minute, uh, so because we use the pan drippings for that. Uh, So that I prepare ahead of time or I I don't prepare ahead of time, but I have everything ready ahead of time. Like, for example, you know, whatever I'm going to use to thicken it and and stuff like that. So I have that on hand, you know, ready to go. And then I add lasagna to the mix because uh, my sister-in-laws love it. So I make my lasagna about two weeks before Thanksgiving and I make enough for Christmas, for New Year's as well as into January. So um, it is a family favorite and something that um, I'm happy to make because the kids like it. No, the kids around here don't really like the turkey or any kind of roast or anything like that. So they like this instead. It goes a long way. It feeds a ton of people and I can make it in large ba- batches and freeze it. And when it thaws and I bake it, it tastes fresh. So you again, t- it needs to be thawed in the refrigerator a day ahead of time. Um, You know, here in Florida, if the weather is warm, I can even set it out an hour or two before. Um, You want it uh, not necessarily room temperature because it does have the ricotta and the uh, mozzarella cheese, and you don't want that going bad. So um, if you're taking it out of the fridge, realize that you're going to have to bake it a little bit longer than if you were making it fresh. And so, again, it's one of those things you can thought at you know, two to 300 degrees if you have to um, before you get it to the temperature you want, and then you can bake it. So, and then I serve it with um, hot tomato sauce that's made ahead of time, not hot like in pepper hot, but just heated hot, and uh, grated Romano cheese is our preference over the Parmesan. All right, so meats, what are you going to make? A ham, a turkey, or a roast, one thing, or several things and that's what you have to decide so around here it's ham and turkey Uh, I've read that people um, I I read once a blog post where this lady did her entire meal ahead of time and froze it I'm not that brave uh, to try something like that but we do the the ham a day or two before slice it in thick slices so when it's reheated it's not dried out and we just Reheat it in the microwave. Um, My dad makes the ham and he does a whole ham that's stuck with cloves and baked. Um, He also likes to add a lot of water. He doesn't like really salty ham, so his ham is really delicious. It's not a smoked ham because he doesn't like smoked ham. And so um, he puts the cloves in and bakes it and then drains out all the water. And then he will add a pineapple and brown sugar glaze. Um, But that isn't necessary. Um, he thinks it keeps it moist, and I'm not a ham person, but my family likes it, my husband especially. And then whatever is left after slicing it, we cut into chunks, and I use that as part of the appetizer, which the little kids really like. Um, turkey we make that day, and it's, it's you know, um, just everything is prepared that day. Just make sure it's thawed. If it is frozen, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, if you're planning to fry your turkey, which, again, we haven't been brave enough to do it, and I hear it's delicious. I'm not a big fried uh, foods person anyway, but my kids are dying to do it because they love fried foods. Um, But you never place a frozen turkey in oil, and if you want to know why, you can just Google that, and you can see um, huge explosions that happen doing that. Um, so we bake our turkey, and I use a meat probe, and it comes out delicious and perfect, and my sister-in-law is in charge of the turkey, so she comes early, and she bastes it throughout its cooking, and she even uses, um, I'm going to forget what it's called now, I'll have to go back to it, but she, um, you know, puts a, a, like a netting over it, cheesecloth, that's what it is, and then she bastes it with that. So you don't necessarily have to do that, um, you know, we've done it without, um, and just make sure you have a very good meat thermometer because mine broke one year. So now I keep two on hand and uh, we do that. And then uh, same thing with a roast. Depending on how many people, um, I might have a roast as well. This year I won't. And one of the reasons, um, I'm getting ahead of myself because I think I mentioned this somewhere later, that um, I have a variety of meat is so that we don't have to have one huge... 22 or 27 pound turkey or however huge you would have to have to feed everyone so if I do a ham a smaller ham and a turkey and a roast um, that works and this year we're doing lasagna and the ham and turkey so that's going to be plenty of food with all the sides all right my favorite dessert um, although I'm not eating that much sugar right now but um, it's one of the things I love to do I'm a baker I, I just love it so Last year I did a very labor intense mini pies and so what I did was I took um, mini muffin tins and I cut them out using a biscuit cutter. Um, I did the pie crust and then I baked it depending on if it was a like a chocolate pie then I baked the little crust ahead of time or apple um, pumpkin and um, pecan I baked in the little shell. And then I was able to freeze it, and so we had you know a, a wide variety of the little mini pies. And so I've done it two ways. One way is where I baked the entire thing and froze it, and that worked a lot better than when I baked, um, I put it ready to be baked, and then I froze it in the in the freezer, and then I pulled them out, and they had a thaw, and then I had to bake them. So that was where it just got so labor intense. Um, And so what I did was I put my mini pies in the oven right before we sat down to eat. And it took about 20 minutes to cook, which was plenty of time. And then it gave it enough time to cool before, you know, it was time to eat. But, you know, like the little hot mini apple pies were delicious. But this year I'm going to make full pies. (laughs) I make them the day before, refrigerate the ones I need to, and I can leave some at room temperature. And I am making uh, one pumpkin, one apple, one pecan, and a chocolate mousse pie. And I have a small cheesecake pie that I make um, that's not so huge. It seems to last forever when I make the, you know, like the big New York cheesecakes. That, um, this is not a cheesecake family. Uh, My niece and I who love cheesecake, she's not coming. uh, So I'll have to wait till Christmas when she does come and then I can make the bigger cheesecake. So um, the kids don't like pie so I bake the following cookies and I do a lot more cookies for Christmas but for Thanksgiving I do a ginger dough and a sugar cookie dough. Both of these doughs are the roll out kind and I make them with shapes. I make the dough ahead of time and freeze it and then I take out the dough when it's time to bake it. And I just love being able to go into the freezer and pull out a batch of dough, let it thaw and make the cookies which is so much easier than doing everything that day and the big mess of mixing it and um, I also do this with chocolate chip cookies and a healthy alternative um, is an expeller pressed coconut oil that doesn't taste like coconut. Um, I know a lot of people substitute coconut oil for shortenings or oils in baking and um, our family doesn't like coconut oil and I've been trying to introduce coconut oil um, just because we don't like coconut. So um, I have been able to make my fabulous chocolate chip cookies using, because um, um, I make a triple batch of chocolate chip cookie dough when I make it. So I can um, substitute half of the butter that I put in my chocolate chip cookie recipes with half of the expeller pressed coconut oil. So on the com page under the holiday planning um, bake ahead link, which is... This audio, I have a link to the coconut oil that I use. So I bake the cookies up to two days before, and I store them, and then I frost them that day. So that again, whoever gets over here early, I'll have um, wax paper out and or cookie sheets, and they can frost the cookies, and we allow it to set, and then I put them on pretty platters, um, and I cover them and put them somewhere where the little kids aren't going to come the first thing they'll see is cookies and want to eat them and then drinks is really easy I do iced tea made with tea bags I make it really strong so that I have like a, a concentrated mix and then I just um, add iced tea water in ice cubes and serve it with lemon and um, and then lemonade I use a mix one year I had a ton of frozen fresh lemon juice. And my mother-in-law's recipe is awesome. It calls for an equal part of lemon juice and orange juice, and then you add sugar to sweeten it to your taste, and it is so good. Um, And we serve assorted sodas, which is the only time I have soda in my house. My kids don't like carbonation, but the relatives do, Um, and I refuse to buy anything diet, um, so don't get me on that bandwagon. But I have one niece that that's all she drinks, so she knows to stop and buy the diet sodas before she comes, so... Everybody, um, you know, has their little quirks and uh, whatever works for your family just, you know, so you let people know ahead of time, you know, like I don't have diet soda in the house, so if you want that, you know, just be sure to bring it. So if you're struggling to get it all done, ask the relatives or friends that will join you to bring a covered dish to share or some type of dessert or buy something made. You don't have to make everything from scratch. And as you can see from our, you know, menu, it isn't that labor intense. If you follow, you know, the method that I use, you're going to really find yourself enjoying the holidays and people visiting without slaving over the stove all day. I tell you what, we, if the weather is nice, we're sitting out on the porch with a glass of iced tea you know, watching the kids play outside or just sitting around and, you know, just doing the last minute prep things. You know, it does get a little hectic when the turkey's done and the gravy needs to be made and the turkey sits for a while and then somebody's slicing the turkey. But at that point, you know, everybody is, is ready to eat and um, if they haven't filled up on appetizers, there's usually enough of a lull in between. You know, everybody's willing to pitch in and help. And I do have a schedule of what needs to get done when, because when family comes, I get distracted. And we don't eat until 5, which is something fairly new in the last year since my daughter married. And for Thanksgiving, she goes to her mother-in-law's earlier and then comes over here later. And so, you know, we try to accommodate everyone's schedule. So we, you know, make sure we're not eating any later than 5 so that those that need to eat at that point and leave can Um, If you eat earlier, you know, all the more reason to get started several days ahead of time. So you're not up at 5am putting the turkey in the oven. (laughs) Been there, done that. And, um, you know, and so, you know, like I said, the reason that we um, have the various things is so I don't have to have like a huge turkey or huge ham. And this year the ham is six pounds the turkey is going to be anywhere from 12 to 14 pounds and the lasagna will be two large glass oblong trays and this will feed 18 adults and 10 kids under 11 so we'll have 28 uh, this year so whatever your menu turns out to be give thanks to almighty god for everything and i pray your celebration is a blessing love and hugs from my family to yours and i pray god's blessing upon you and your family always god bless Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.